Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, dishing out tips and tricks on mindset, money, marketing, and media for your life and business, and where we talk to women about how they found their sweet spot. Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. I'm your host, Marsha Guerriere. And on today's episode, we'll be talking with my homie, Oriel Ross McKitty, business strategist, best-selling author and speaker. You guys know how I like to start off each show by giving you a tip or trick that I've learned along the way in this entrepreneurial game. So today's tip is all about money for your business and your life. Budget more time and more money for the startup at the setup. Probably the biggest bit of advice for new entrepreneurs is to budget enough money in the beginning that'll allow you to have more times towards that initial setup and opening when you're ready to launch. So oftentimes people go into business and they hear that adage that you could start a business today with no money not true. There are some costs to starting a business. Building a brand takes significant amount of money, whether you're hiring a desire, designer to design your logos, to design your letterheads or your digital letterheads and banners. It's important that you absolutely get yourself the right amount of funds, look at all the areas you need in order to build that successful initial brand identity. People who actually are willing to endure and see this part of the project through to the, to the end are usually more successful long-term and tend to see profits faster or sooner in their business because they've already done some of that upfront work uh, when it comes to funding your startup. So guys, that is my tip and trick for today. We're going to be right back with today's guest, Oriel Ross McKinney. She is a business strategist, a best-selling author and speaker, and she's going to tell us all about what she's doing um, and give us some tips for your business. See you guys in a moment. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hershey Spot Experience, bringing you amazing guests and content in mindset, money, marketing, and media. Get your pens and paper out because you never know when my guests will be dropping some of those real live nuggets on you, you know, those things that you need to get those aha moments. So let me start telling, let me tell you about today's guest. She is a friend, a, a business sister. Oriel Ross McKinney is the principal consultant of the Small Business Engine, a business development firm. She's a, she's a renowned business strategist, best-selling author and speaker. The moniker, the Small Business Engine, which is fully trademarked, suits her inner and collaborative work to a T. She is an award business strategist and is known as the business engine. Like I said, her experience includes a successful 20-year corporate tenure in finance, client relations and development, nonprofit management, and entrepreneurship. As the mastermind behind several success stories, brands, and businesses, 
She methodically, methodically assesses her projects and delivers profit-driven strategies again and again. She's been featured in many publications and platforms. She connects with her audience to show enterprising possibilities and create profit-driven action. In her talks and podcasts, Many Hands, Orielle hones in on business and emotional stirring topics while unveiling success in a brilliant way. Welcome, Arielle, to the show. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? I am wonderful, better than I deserve, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, no, you deserve every every great thing, every success. You are out here killing it. Just so everybody knows, yes, Arielle is an uh, author in the best-selling book, soaring beyond the nine to five because she has done just that for her business and i'm excited to get right on into it because you have such an amazing background and career not just the 20 years but as an entrepreneur and i can't wait to really share so much more about you your family life your husband what your partner in crime and you are up to these days I've been seeing some great things out there. Can you give us a, just a little bit extra uh, of your bio that, that I haven't read? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, sure. I am, you know, I balance a lot of, I wear a lot of hats and I, I balance a lot of projects at one time. And I will say what people don't know um, as much as I would like is some of my outside of business passions. I'm really passionate about helping um, families like mine who've had premature children. And so when my businesses connect to um, a cause, I usually tie that in. So we do a lot of work with, you know, NICU babies and their families and support, you know, Orlando Health Foundation and those organizations who were there for us as we went through it. Yeah. That's very important to me. That's awesome. As a mom of a preemie, we were just talking behind the scenes about our kids, and he is a well, uh, a thriving young man right now, right? So the, the work that you do to support families with children with preemies has to be super important and is probably the part of why families and young children are able to do so well. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yes, excellent. I want to get into some of the things that you are doing. I happen to know you have a huge enterprise over there where you're running multiple businesses in a very <clears throat> diverse, uh, um, you have a diverse portfolio of, of businesses. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the businesses that you operate and what led you to, you know, we talk about diversification and having seven, eight streams of revenue. What made you decide to go into each of these areas? Uh, that is it's such a great question because um, the story sounds a lot more attractive, a lot sexier if I say it was planned and this is exactly how I wanted it to go. Yeah. Um, the one thing that, that I did know is that I wanted to make change in the business world, like monumental change. I wanted to leave a mark. So I was very sure about that. And at the center of what we do is investing. You know, it has to make sense. There's some deals that I look at and I know 
if it's a good deal for me, I make my money on the way in. Mm-hmm. I negotiate and I make money on the way in and more on the way out. And so that having that philosophy has opened me up to businesses that, you know, I didn't consider initially, right. you know, sometimes it's brought to me. And once I look at the numbers, do my due diligence and see that it makes sense, then I welcome it into my portfolio. Right. How much has your tenure in finance, right, in, in your corporate life, impacted how you make decisions today? One thing that I talk about with my, um, with my audience and, and with some of my clients is how to leverage their skills in order to develop their entrepreneurial path and decide what to do in terms of business. So your tenure in finance, how, how, how is that helping you today? Oh, and it just awesome and just really awesome ways. So I spent a lot of years just looking at financial statements, um, consulting, uh, corporately consulting and helping small businesses grow. Essentially, when you're managing a territory, it's like managing your own business and you want to, you want the territory to build in and of itself. You want it to feed off of each other and you also want the individual makeup of clients to have the, the benefit of working with you. And that's because of your, the diverse interactions that you have with each other. So being that I was looking at uh, financial statements for so many different kinds of companies, when it comes to the two of the businesses that I own are actually franchise models. And with franchises, if, uh, you know, for those of you who are into franchising, whether it's purchasing or considering franchising an idea that you have, there's very little leeway that you have. The franchisor has a lot of authority, a lot of power into how the brand is out there. So you can have a full legal review before you go in and you could pay a lot of money for it. But at the end of the day, it's not going to change. Right. The franchise is not going to bend, right? So it's really incumbent upon you to know what you're dealing with. And that comes to looking at the financials, being able to exclude items on that financial statement that don't really hold much value. And, right. and everybody in some, whether, you know, I'm not saying intentionally, but everybody beefs up their financial statement to make it look really great. And some things are not necessarily value that translates and being able to have an eye to look at that and say, you know, I'm going to exclude that. And then now this is going to give me a, a true net worth value. Mm-hmm. And now I can make my decision. So right. I use that skill with every, every deal that I look at. I'm so happy you brought up franchising because I did want to get into that a little bit and ask you, what would you advise a brand new entrepreneur to go into entrepreneurship through franchising first? Or do you think that you should have a level of um, small business experience before going into a franchise opportunity? Wow. That's that, you know, it's hard to say because, um, somebody's corporate experience mm-hmm. can count for entrepreneurial leverage. Right. So, so I, love that. I love that. So let, let's say that again. Someone's corporate experience, experience. can count for entrepreneurial leverage, right? I Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like I explained in, you know, the previous example, if you're managing a sales territory, you know, you are at a, a, essentially operating a business. And, you know, you're, everything has to be funneled through you. So you kind of get that kind of experience. So when it comes to the franchise model, I think it's fine if that is your, your first 
uh, foray into the business world. The recommendations really are, you know, negotiating your lease to make it favorable for you as possible. Um, you know, looking really at the product, interviewing other franchise owners of that brand, which they do have to provide you with that information. So you can reach out, you can call however you can. They have to give you that contact information, reach out, interview them. What do you like about the brand? What is the franchisor supportive? Um, you know, what's been the best selling product this year? What else have you introduced? Are they, uh, are they flexible at all? You know, are they going to impose new rules when McDonald's, for example, and, you know, your net worth for a McDonald's or a Burger King franchise after you've made the purchase has to be substantial in and of itself. Right. And when they came out with the McCafe brand, they, all the franchisees had, had to, there was no choice. Yeah, they had right. to incorporate it in their brand to the tune of $40,000. Wow. And they also brought in a bank to finance it through. And wow. they have to make that decision. So you have to be prepared that they may, there may be unexpected expenses mm -hmm. that you didn't particularly foresee. And that you don't have control over. So Correct. It is something that you have to. And then I, I in speaking to a, a franchise owner earlier this year at the Herrise Conference, she mentioned the hidden costs to, to launch. Mm -hmm. so they give you the financials, like you said, that you, you go over those numbers and you, you forget or they don't mention that you, in her particular case, she had to buy a car with, with the details, the decals. So <laughs> they told her she needed the decals, but they didn't tell her she needed the $30,000 car. So she was like, okay, there's some stuff missing in this documentation, that, that hidden cost that comes with right. that. It comes with it. Yeah. That's excellent. I, I think um, franchising could be a good way for, for startups to get into business uh, Absolutely. With, without um, having to know the business too much. So thank you for that so much. In that, and talking about startups, what qualities should a person have to, to, to be successful um, in their entrepreneurial journey again great question um <laughs> <laughs> it's uh some of the skills you didn't even know you had uh you have to be resilient and uh i say that i say that tongue-in-cheek because you almost don't know how much you can take until you break yes right so resilience windows tough words but you have to be able to fall into resolution mode <laughs> again and again and again. I continually ask my team, what can be done? When there's a problem, what can be done? What can be done? And I will drill down with what can we do until we get to a solution. You have to be solution driven because giving up is not an option. You can get out of something. Yeah. You can make a strategic move so that you don't, um, you might need to stop the bleeding if you're losing money. These things mm -hmm. happen in business, mm -hmm. but you can't give up. You can't walk away. You have to figure out how to make it through to at least salvage as much as you can right That's you know, I, I i like to um to, to tell people like i said at the top of the show we're here at her sweet spot we're all about mindset money marketing and media and how important and people forget how important media coverage is to the the success of their their business as well you've been recently featured in media how has that impacted and helped your business? Yeah, I had um, this year, 
I believe I had three feature articles this year and um, one that may be released this year and may go into next year. Huge impact. One was, I, I mentioned um, doing work with premature babies. I was highlighted, my family was highlighted by the Orlando Health Foundation. It let people know what's important to me and having that personal connection with the community, very important to my brand. I don't want, I always believe in giving more than you receive. And mm -hmm. that's just one way to highlight that. Um, also for my restaurant, we were highlighted by uh, the Hungry Black Man blog. And that, they have a following of 300,000 yeah. people now. And so what, it, the impact that it had to my restaurant in that weekend, mm -hmm. I would say business went up in that weekend about 60%. Wow in that weekend and people called and we're still getting the residual effects of that article. Wow. It, he, he just, you know, his, his words meant something. There were, um, I, I believe like 3000 comments and maybe a thousand shares somewhere around there. So it was, it was very influential. Um, also I was highlighted by uh, Voyage Miami and I'm in central Florida. So, which is about four hours north of Miami. So, you, you know, it wasn't necessarily that my immediate market, but because I do so much digitally with, you know, three of the businesses are digital, including the real estate entity, because I'm relocating people from other parts of the world and country. Right. So it makes sense to know people outside of the immediate market. And that as well helped to propel my business. And it's all about that springboard. You have to have some part of the, the mechanism of your business, you have to be able to be ready for the springboard effect. So when right. the meeting rush comes, be ready for that springboard effect. Get ready. Be ready so you don't have to get ready is what they yeah, say. Absolutely. Yeah. I, so so the, the, the listeners, if we didn't mention, so you have a brick and mortar business, which is a uh, pizzeria, pizza restaurant, yeah. right? And yep, it's a thousand of Winter Garden. But it, it, it's not just like a, you know, I'm from New York, so we have pizza shops <laughs> where you get right. a so, go. <laughs> so what we are, we're a fast casual restaurant yeah. and it's Neapolitan pizza, which is a thin crust pizza, but we also do uh, salad and wings mm -hmm. and we have gluten-free and vegan options. So again, part of our appeal, our marketing appeal is your whole family can eat. If you have someone who's sensitive to celiac and you have somebody who has opted for a plant-based diet, we, you can all eat here as a family and you're not finding restaurants that cater to everybody's dietary needs. And the Black-owned pizza restaurant, which was right. a very big, I think the, the one of the biggest um, highlights of your recent article and probably why people was flooding to you and then he said you know i'm a little offended as a new yorker i think he said something like it's better than what you find in new york but <laughs> we have like unlimited toppings so yeah. when it comes to like satisfying people's appetite yeah you can't just say oh you know let me get a slice that's th no you're yeah. gonna have your personal you're gonna have your family style and you're gonna create your own flavor well, I can't wait till I come down to Central Florida and stop by and have some of your pizza. And in in addition to that, you said you you do digital work. So you you have you are no stranger to this year that we are in. We're talking about COVID year mm -hmm. and, and 2020. So you're no stranger to to this digital world. So you were able to swiftly 
uh, rebound in, in other than the brick and mortar restaurant, which is a whole different get, ball game, but your core businesses, the real estate and your um, the small business engine, you were able to successfully ride this wave in the digital landscape. Yes. So I also have a travel company as well. So, you know, that took a very hard hit because people stopped traveling. Yeah. And there are so many travel restrictions, and especially with people with um, U.S. citizenship, you know, who's, who's accepting us on, you know, in these in foreign countries. So international travel was a big part of it. And that, that took a hit. But in terms of just specifically answering your question about, you know, digitally, I grew up in Queens, New York. So when I continued my business, my consulting business, that's always been the backbone of everything else I do. Mm-hmm. It was, there was, there was no um, limits, territory limits. There's no limits, you know, geographically. Right. Where my client can come from because I'm growing a business. And I, I've also relocated several times. So I understand different marketplaces. So I've lived in Birmingham, Alabama. And like I said, uh, different facets of New York, whether it's, you know, Rockland County or Queens County. So I've been everywhere and I've been down here for 10 years. So I understand different markets and I've often traveled, you know, West Coast. And that's part of growing your business, being able to understand the different marketplaces, the different customers, um, who needs a long sales cycle just because culturally that's where they are. Right. And who needs a shorter sales cycle? A New Yorker, they're like, tell me what you got and hurry up. Let's go. A Southerner might say, let me get to know you. Let me make sure I feel comfortable with you before I sign. Absolutely. So true. Well, you know, we could talk all day. We, we <laughs> yes. both don't know. We, you and I, we've been chatting for the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> And it always feels so good. I'm like, I want to more, she'll say. Every time. Before we take a quick break, I do want to ask you, what are you reading right now? What am I reading? Um, I am reading a couple things. The Obstacle is the Way, which always helps me get into a new year. Oh, wow. Uh, So that's a really great read. Also, um the one thing, because not only am I a serial entrepreneur, I'm a serial multitasker. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like that's my greatest strength and my greatest weakness. And sometimes I want to focus on the one thing and see it through. So that helps me to stay focused. I'm going to fall back into old habits because that's what I do. (laughs) It's okay though. It's a cycle because when you know, when there is that one thing where you're like, you know what, this needs its own attention yes it's important to have strategies to be able to focus in that one thing it's okay to multitask i think multitask is killing america and i want us all to stop but we can't we're addicted to it right like there's so many things that you'll start and you know if my to-do list is not on my right and trello is not open and i have this master spreadsheet that's just ridiculous it's almost it's almost a sin to bring it up (laughs) everything that i touch you know it's just, it's just how I think. And, I, and, and the funny thing is I do it on one screen. Like my husband has like three or four screens up. No joke. Is that all on one screen? Yeah. And so he, he just bought me another monitor. He was like, you've got to stop this. You need it. But, yeah. But I'm an alt tab kind of person. I just keep, I'm plugging and going, plugging and going. <laughs> you are true old school and I love it. I'm all for it. But I enjoy my, my, my double screen. But that comes from my history in tech on the tech side. Um, Yeah, I'm entering the new world soon. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's take a quick break, guys. We're going to have a break, and we're going to come back with our segment called In the News. Hang on with us, Oriel. Awesome. 
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Ariel, it's been just so fun talking to you today. We have had some good laughs and gotten to know uh, and gotten some great advice from you today and, and, and a glimpse at a serial entrepreneurs, a seven uh, 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 stream of revenue, diversified entrepreneur. You are truly um, what everyone's striving to be. And, and I just want to say how fortunate I am to have you in the Her Sweet Spot uh, community. Uh, now, let's have a little fun with uh, the segment I call In the News, where I will read to you an article, uh, a top list uh, of an article that I found online. And today's article is brought to you, well, it's not brought to you by, but Today's article is found in uh, HubSpot.com's blog, and we're going to give you the three things from their ultimate guide to business development. I want you to tell me your thoughts, tell me how you, what you think about what they're saying about business development. So here are, in their section called Business Development Ideas, one of the things that they mention is to innovate the way you network. It's no secret cold calls are less effective than they once were. Instead, innovate the way you network by establishing strong relationships with your prospects. You can do this by meeting with them in person at conferences, trade shows, or events related to your industry. And well, uh, this is a sidebar for me. I know with COVID-19 and post-COVID-19, that's a little bit of a stretch, but every go everyone's gone virtual with these types of events anyway. What, do you, what are your thoughts on um, how people can innovate the way they network? I think that you can innovate the way you network, but I don't believe that that's the problem. Mm -hmm. I believe the problem is sustaining the relationships afterward and the follow-up. Mm. Ooh, ding, so ding, ding, ding. You meet people, you know, and there's so many, you know, apps and they just, they've, they have a system. Um, you know, I think it, networking itself, um, you know, be a good listener. I think that that's the one thing people need to uh, innovate. Yeah. They're out there and they have an agenda in their mind and they're going to talk to you about it and push it down your throat, yeah. whether, whether you're ready to hear it or not. Um, and be a good listener. You'll be surprised how much you hear and you'll be able to identify who you're, if that person is even a prospect. Yeah. You know, that person might just be a conduit for your next prospect, but mm -hmm. you have to, you know, compartmentalize and really go in there with a giving heart in everything you do. Um, but that, that follow-up piece and, you know, a, a systematic follow-up piece too, not just, um, oh, let me put that, put their number down and then that's it. That's not going to work. Right. You know, find ways to create con connectivity, not your mailing, just your mailing list, even though it has its value. Yeah. Not just, you know, oh, you know, this, this random. The AI uh, chats, you know, I t we talk about innovation and bringing on AI and having those um, automated uh, conversations, but but that that can't be the the end of your. No, I mean you can sell in the DMs. I'm not saying it doesn't work, mm -hmm. um, but if you're looking for you know longevity, yeah. if you're looking for connections, yeah, uh, find find a way to meet people where they are. Yes, totally agree. All right, the second thing on uh, HubSpot's dot uh, com list of the ultimate guide to business development for 
uh, some ideas is offer consultations. Offer consultation and assessments for prospects. Talking about the ways your product or service applies to their needs will help prospects decide whether or not they'll convert. In contrast, cons consultations and assessments may also bring to light the ways a prospect is not an ideal fit for your product, which is something you just mentioned, right? And, and they might be that conduit. What, what, how do you feel about uh, offering the consultation? And what they didn't cover here is, should it be free? Well, I feel like that part is missing in having yeah. a conversation. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think the term now is a discovery call. So definitely offer a discovery call where people get to know you and you get to know them. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you have to charge for it, but I do think there should be a time limit on it. Yeah. So whether it's a 15 minute call, 30 minutes is still generous. Mm -hmm. uh, you should be able to, there's no professional person who's just giving away time. So keep in mind, you know, what you're doing. Keep in mind that you could talk to them about the what is needed. Right. Right. Um, but you cannot talk to them about how it's done. Yeah. How it's done is that's where they start to pay. So be able to have the conversations and offer freebie, you know, any of these, you know, and freebies, freebies work, you know, and, and it comes to um, the, um, like the landing pages and such in order to get people to feed into your mailing list. They, they work, but make sure it's value that uh, one that you created that you didn't um, unauthorized <laughs> illegally borrow from somebody else yeah. and throw, throw your logo on it. Make sure it is genuinely you and make sure it's something to give them a teaser of that, the nuance, that essence, that, that special fire that you bring right. and how more they would get if they worked with you. Excellent. So talk about the what in the consultation and not so much the how and give it it all the way because they're not going to come back. Why would they convert after that if you've given them the how, right? Exactly. And again, you know, like we talked about before, I'm a sucker for a freemium. Don't start a freemium. <laughs> or else signing up. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody feels like that. Yep. Absolutely. Especially be when you don't budget in startup costs, like I talked about at the tip, in my tip on the, uh, at the top of the hour here. Yes. Uh, so excellent. All right. So the last thing that we're going to share from the Ultimate Guide to Business Development, shared by uh, HubSpot.com in their Business Development Ideas section, is provide sales demos for prospects and leads. Provide your prospects and leads with sales demos so they can see how your product or service works in action. Ensure these demos are customized to show a prospect or lead how your product solves their challenge. You can share these demos in person, over email, or uh, on your website and via video chat as well. How do you feel about that? Uh, so it, it if, it's a, if it's a product, then it's even more necessary to do something that way. Uh, so people kind of experience it and, you know, give out a sample, whether, you know, if it's a beauty product, things like that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, when it comes to services, it's always, it's still the same, right? It's still, it's very tricky. So you want to find engaging ways to develop the relationship in incremental, in an incremental fashion. Yeah. So, you know, whether that's, you know, the webinar that's going to lead to the bigger sale, um, if it's doing a, a little talk, a chat, you know, and ask me anything and ask the mm -hmm. expert, all those things, that to me is essentially a demo. Yeah. And that's what you can use to build your credibility and your trust. Awesome. 
those were the, the three things that we're going to share from the ultimate guide to business development. Before we go, Arielle, can you tell everyone, you know, where they can find you, how they can get in touch with the small business engine? Absolutely. So, Marcia, thank you so much for having me. I have to say that um, I, I always enjoy our, our talks. I enjoy uh, the growth that, you know, we 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 have with each other. So thank you so much. I'm enjoying this. And to find me, uh, my website is thesmallbizengine.com, thesmallbizengine.com. And that would lead to every portal that I'm on. I'm in, on several different uh, social media mediums. And so I'd love to connect with everyone. And that is biz with a Z, guys. So small biz with a Z, right? Engine.com. Yep. And it's small business engine, small biz engine, for your social media handles as well? Yep, so the Small Biz Engine on the, the website, on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter is just Small Biz Engine because of our character limitations. Yeah. yeah. So that's between every, including LinkedIn, it's either one of the two, either the Small Biz Engine or Small Biz Engine. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Well, that's our show for today, guys. I thank you and love you guys for listening. You know how I like to end each show. Until next time, remember, when we empower each other, we all rise. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Make sure to visit our website, www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com, where you can become a member of our growing community and get great content for your life and business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are your strategic partners to grow your business.